Welcome to the Hope Story Podcast, where we share resources, encouragement, and hope for families of children with Down syndrome. Here's your host, husband, dad, and founder of Hope Story, Rick Smith. Welcome to the Hope Story Podcast. This is Rick Smith, and today we have one of our hope advocates and also a mother who was in our to the next me video, which we released on World Down Syndrome Day. If you didn't get a chance to see that, you can see that by going to our website, checking out the show notes for this episode. Cynthia, welcome to the Hope Story Podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really honored. Well, I'm so glad to have you on, and I'd love for you just to jump in and tell everyone a little bit about your birth story and about your family. Okay, so my name is Cynthia Garcia. I'm Filipino. We moved to the U.S. Uh, in 2004, and we have two beautiful children. One is 14 years old. His name is Russell, and one is eight. His Her name is Allie, and she has Down syndrome. Awesome. So tell us a little bit about your birth story with her. Did you have a prenatal, postnatal diagnosis, your experience with your medical professional? Kind of give us the rundown. Mm-hmm. Okay. We had a prenatal diagnosis with Allie. We found out that she was going to be born with Down syndrome on my seven-month pregnancy, which was very different from everyone else because usually you get it either from genetic testing, which is in three months, or, you know, well, you give birth. But we had it at seven months. The doctor found that, you know, there's like something, some water in her veins, like in her... um in her brain. So they asked us for an intensive ultrasound. So that's when we actually found out that she also has a heart condition. So the doctor said that, you know, this type of um, indication is very typical of kids with Down syndrome. So that's when they told us that Allie might have Down syndrome. 90% chance she's going to be born with Down syndrome. Yeah. So how, how do you feel when you, when you first heard the news? Were you with your husband at an appointment or how was that? It was the worst thing ever. You know why? Because it was not my husband with me. It was actually Russell. Russell was only five years old. Yeah, Russell's your son. Russell's our son. Yeah, yeah, he's 14 now. He was five when I was in the ultrasound, you know, like doing the ultrasound. And the technician called the cardiologist who was also checking Ali's heart. And then, then that's when the cardiologist said that, you know, this heart condition, it's called AV canal, typically... Kids with Down syndrome have this. And Russell heard that and she saw, he saw me crying. He saw me crying. He was like terrified. I was like, mom, what's happening? At that time, I don't also know what's happening. I was just told that, you know, like Allie was going to be born with Down syndrome. And that's all I heard. The word, two words, Down syndrome. And it just, you know, shattered me. I was crushed. I didn't know how to deal with a daughter or, you know, anybody with Down syndrome. Yeah. Did you know anyone with Down syndrome? No, I've never met anyone with Down syndrome until she was born. I was raised in the Philippines. I grew up there where inclusion was not really, it wasn't, not that it's not accepted. It's just that the system wasn't very good. So kids with special needs were actually not included in our classroom. So, and I I didn't have anybody in the family or, anyone we knew with Down syndrome. So I wasn't really aware of what Down syndrome actually is. Okay. So you got the news and then I assume one of the first people that you told about what your doctor had said to you was your husband. And then you probably started telling more people about 
what was happening and about what you guys were going through. Mm -hmm. And when you tell people that, there's a wide range of, of responses that people have when they hear that news. And so what are some of the things that people said to you that encouraged you? And then what were some things that people said to you that maybe weren't so encouraging? So when I first told my husband, he was also like in shock. He wasn't sure it was if I was telling the truth. And he was like, are you sure? I said, I guess it's for sure because the doctor said it. But, you know, like like any family, we needed that time alone together to process it. It didn't really take us a long time to truly accept. Before she was born, we already have accepted her. So that wasn't hard. That wasn't the hard part. The hard part was really like telling everybody. Yeah. And I, I wasn't ready to tell anybody because I wasn't ready for any questions or any interrogations or anything to talk, you know, to talk about Down syndrome is hard because I don't know much about it. So when people tell me and ask me why, that just, that doesn't help. That didn't help me at all. It just hurt me more because they asked me why, what, what, what did, did you do something or is there anything you did not do? Yeah. That's why she has Down syndrome. So I did not really appreciate that. And although I know yeah. that they didn't mean to hurt me, it's also because they are lack information, but it's just hard to process that question too. Like, how do I tell you? I don't even know why at that time. Why does she have Down syndrome? Yeah. And, and you know now, I mean, being on the journey for a little while, that there was nothing that you did or didn't do yeah. that mm -hmm. you know, caused your daughter to be born with, with Down syndrome. Uh, those are the hardest part. When people say things like that. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I wish they could have just said, I'm happy for you. Yeah. You're having a baby girl. I'm so happy, excited for you guys, because our firstborn is a boy. So having an, a, a different gender would be so exciting. So that would have been, you know, a better yes. way to approach it, I think. Yeah. I, you know, it's funny. I, I think people just don't know what to say. You know, I think. Yes, I, think I, I agree. People don't know what to say. And, and it's important to show people grace and, and mm -hmm. be kind to them. And, and I think it's also okay to, to correct them and say, hey, you know, when you say things like that, that's not helpful, mm -hmm. you know? And I think it's also because they feel like, you know, they're giving you comfort and yes. words of encouragement. Just, yeah, my dad is the same, you know, he feels like he's giving me comfort when he tells me that, you know, it's okay. I think one day she'll be normal. <laughs> yeah. But because, you know, he's older and we lived in the, he lives in the Philippines and there's really not a lot of information and education about Down syndrome there. So that's his uh, point of view. Well, you didn't know anyone with Down syndrome when, when you learned that your daughter was likely going to be born with Down syndrome, but now you do. And so if you had a time machine and you could go back in time and tell yourself something, knowing what you know now, what would you say? Hmm, I would tell myself that it will be okay, you know, and having a child with Down syndrome is really not the end of the world. But when you first have the diagnosis, it feels like it, you know, it feels like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do with a child with Down syndrome? But then it's really just a different journey, you know, a different journey than what most people take. It doesn't mean it's a bad one. It's just not going to be, you know, typical. Yeah, I remember, you know, we have three children and Noah is our son with Down syndrome and he was our first child. And, you know, yeah, we learned that Noah had Down syndrome after he was born. I remember thinking, I don't even know how to be a parent in general. You know, I'm a brand new parent and now you're telling me that Noah has Down syndrome. 
And, you know, you just kind of, you have to learn as you go. There's no instruction manual, really. At Hope Story, we believe one of the greatest gifts for new parents of a child with Down syndrome is a friend who also has a child with Down syndrome and is a little farther along in their parenting journey. That's why we're working to connect OBGYNs with families raising a child with Down syndrome so they can connect their patients with parents who can offer friendship, encouragement, and hope. We call this the Hope Advocate Process. To learn more and to sign up to become a Hope Advocate, simply visit hopestory.org forward slash Hope Advocate. And now back to our show. And so you have two children, one with Down syndrome, one child who does not have Down syndrome. You're married. What does a typical day look like in your household specifically for your daughter? For Allie. So she's eight. So typical, you know, just like any typical eight-year-old. She goes to school. She rides the bus. She goes to activities. She likes swimming. She goes to, you know, all the sports for Special Olympics. She does basketball and baseball and soccer. Yeah. In fact, Noah and your daughter were on the same basketball team. Noah and yes. Ellie were on the same basketball uh-huh. team. So that was a lot of fun. They play basketball for the Miracle League, which is a really cool program that we have yes. in our area. Yes. Yeah, the Miracle League. Typical, you know, like even for like we teach her how to do, like now we're teaching her dishwashing oh, and setting the table. Oh, you come over and teach my kids how to do dishwashing, <laughs> all of them. Uh-huh. I think boys are different. I still have to teach my firstborn. But yeah, so Allie, she likes it. She likes setting the table, putting the plates for everybody. And then after that, we tried to teach her like to wash it too. Well, that's awesome. That's good. Those are good skills to have. Lifelong skills to have. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what are some of the best parts about raising Allie? Best part about raising Allie is honestly, I think she brings her family closer together. You know, her smile. Oh my goodness. When you see her smile, it just melts your heart. The way she plays with Russell, you see how much love they have for each other. And even like my husband's heart melts so much when he comes home and sees Allie. Yeah. For anyone who hasn't seen the To The Next Me video, please go check it out. Again, you can see it on, if you go to hopestory.org, click on blog, you can find the show notes for this episode and you can watch the video. You can see Allie and she was just a ton of fun when we shot that video. She had a ton of fun. Another thing, you know, we realized that the littlest things in life are so, you know, we, re- we we take them for granted. We take them for granted. But when we had Ali, oh my goodness, you see, like the littlest things are just, brings you so much joy. Like, for example, like walking, you know, kid, like Russell walked at nine months. Ali did not walk till three years old. So those little things you feel like, oh, she's going to do it. But for her, it takes forever to do it. And when she does it, oh my goodness, you're just rejoice you know you're happy and those are things you sometimes take for granted the littlest things that's so true you know we're our children are reversed in the sense that you your your child that doesn't have down syndrome first and then you had Allie, and then for us we had noah who does have down syndrome first and then our other two Uh children and so for me you know it was interesting i I didn't really have anything to compare it to and so i was like well i I guess you know who knows when do children walk i don't know two years old (laughs) You know, who knows? And I didn't really have anything to compare it to. And then when our other two kids were born, I was like, man, this is so easy. They're just like Uh doing all these things on their own. And, you know, they're learning on their, you know, when our other two kids were born, I was just like, man, they're they're learning to walk at, you know, a year or whatever. 
And it was just a different experience. And in some aspects, it was easier for our other two children. I mean, easier in the sense that, you know, Noah needed a little bit more support and, and help where other two kids didn't need all that support. They still reached the milestones the same way, you know, many of the same milestones, but it just took Noah. Noah needed a little bit of support and resources. Pace. Yeah. And, and he does and at his own pace. And at his own pace. Mm-hmm. And I think that's important. An important lesson for any parent out there is to not compare your child or or what they're doing or when they're doing it to other kids that, you know, they're, they're going to learn at their own pace and that's okay. And it doesn't matter how long they take, they will get there. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And, and I think we want to look for those little milestones in life and celebrate those things, you know, when those, oh, little definitely. Things, when those milestones happen. So what has surprised you about raising Allie? What has surprised us, I think, is that she can do more. <laughs> She can do so much more because having, ha, not having known what Down syndrome, you know, individuals with Down syndrome can do makes you feel and think that it's going to be hard for them. Although it is hard in some ways, it doesn't mean that they cannot do it. You know, they can be very productive if we give them a lot of opportunities and they could be, you know, typical members of the society where you see them at the grocery stores helping bags, you know, bag some uh, items or serving at a pizza restaurant. They can do so many things. Ali can, just for Ali, she's only eight years old, but we are seeing so many skills that she actually can do. She can swim, she can read, she can set the table. You know, those are things that I really honestly wouldn't have thought about before, haven't if I didn't have Allie. Yeah, that's so good. And isn't it encouraging when you're out and about, if you're at you know Chick-fil-A or you're at Kroger and you see someone with Down syndrome working, to be honest for a second, in the past, you know, if I saw someone working, you know, maybe with special needs at Chick-fil-A, maybe I felt sorry for them or I felt like, oh man, you know, poor little buddy. I mean, I'm just being honest. Mm-hmm. But now that I have Noah, my perspective has changed. And now when I see those people, I'm so encouraged. And I'm like, wow. You're doing it. I'm so proud of you. I feel so proud and I, I want to take a picture with them and I'm just, I'm, <laughs> I'm encouraged. And and I want, if, you know, if that's what God has for Noah to do, I want Noah to do some things like that one day. And I want him to, you know, have a job and, and feel a sense of response, you know, not, not just feel a sense of responsibility, but have some responsibilities. That is and, true. You know, what's good too, is that it's not just me. It's not just the parent of children with Down syndrome who are happy to see individuals like that out in the community you know my mom also who actually is in the philippines when he she sees kids or individuals with down syndrome now oh my gosh she comes up to them and wants to take pictures with them <laughs> she sent me a picture one time of a, a boy you know like a teenager probably working in a pizza pizza parlor and she came up to him and said you know, my granddaughter also has Down syndrome. Is it okay if I could take a picture with you? Yeah. So she's also very proud. It's sort of like when you, you know, you buy a certain car and then when you're driving your car, all of a sudden you're like, wow, everyone drives this car. You just start to notice all over the place that everyone drives the same car that you have, you know, and so your eyes become open. Are you the parent of a child with Down syndrome and interested in sharing your story on a future episode of the Hope Story podcast? If so, please visit hopestory.org forward slash podcast and let us know. We may end up featuring your family's story on a future episode. And now back to our show. 
Okay, so what are some of the resources that have been helpful to you over the last, you know, seven years, uh, seven or so years of Allie's life? When she was born, there was really not a lot, at least where we used to live in Chicago. There's the National Down Syndrome Society, but it's so big, and I was a little scared to get involved. But I think when Allie was about two, two and a half, we found Gigi's Playhouse in Tinley Park. That's the only place we felt we belonged. You know, they're very warm, very accepting, and there's so many activities that they offer, not just for Ali, but for the families as well. They have paired support, they have therapies, they have family gatherings. They're just warm and so accepting, and I miss that. And when we moved here to Texas, I know there's the Dallas Guild, and we tried to go and get involved, but we haven't really gotten a chance to just because of the location. Yeah, we're big fans of Gigi's Playhouse. They're they are awesome. And, you know, I wish we had one in our area. We don't. And so, you know, we have been to a Gigi's Playhouse in New York before. And uh, I think it was in, I think it's in Queens. And it, I mean, it was just so, it's so awesome. Such a fun place. The families there are really awesome. We have to have great. one. Maybe you guys should start a Gigi's Playhouse here. I actually checked that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of work. It's a lot of uh, fundraising. Yes. Yeah. Well, I need to get settled first. We need to get settled and eventually, you know, Let's talk we're going to get there. Yes. We don't have to call it Gigi's Playhouse, maybe like a Hope Story Playhouse. I don't know. Well, let's talk about <laughs> it. That would be awesome. We could do, we could maybe do something. That would be, mm-hmm. that'd be amazing. Right. Yeah. And then, and then we are connected with the Down Syndrome Guild of Dallas. We, you know, especially when Noah was younger, we met a lot of friends through there and they were a big help for us. And so I, I, I encourage people wherever you live, if there's a local Down Syndrome organization in your community, Get connected there because it's really important to make friends there and, and get connected to the resources and, you know, all the different things that those organizations do. We're big fans of the local organizations. Just a couple of more questions here. Three more questions. What are some of the dreams that you have for Allie and how are those dreams different than the dreams that you have for Russell and how are they similar? I think pretty much we have the same dream for the kids. You know, we want them to know God. That's our first and know his purpose for their lives, be happy, you know, be independent for both of them. Although for right now, we know that looking at Russell, we know that he could raise his own family eventually. With Ali right now, we don't know yet. You know, she's so young. We're not even going there yet. We take it a day at a time, a step at a time. But that's our goal. We want her to be independent, to live in maybe like a, I don't know what that's called right now. It's like a community of, you know, individuals with special needs so she could be independent she could have her own friends she could party if she wants to yeah you know i mean you know what's interesting is when noah was born i think you know you kind of had those thoughts like you know what if he never moves out or what if he can't live on his own and what's interesting is noah's nine now and now i think you know in the back of our mind we're kind of like man i hope he doesn't move out you know we love him and, <laughs> you know I'm, I'm joking you know i want him to experience life and 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 do those things but man we we love having him around he's a he's a blessing for us yes so we want her to be independent and we want her to live her own life just in case anything happens, you know, to us, at least we know that there's a place for her. Yeah. And, you know, the truth of the matter is for all of our children, you know, there, there's a bit of uncertainty in life. And, you know, you and I, you and I are Christians and we say, hey, you know what? 
we our belief is that that God is in control. We can trust Him, and and we just take it day by day. And the Bible tells us, don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow's going to have enough trouble of its own, and let's just focus on today. And so that's what we do, and we trust God with tomorrow. So. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you and I, you know, both of us didn't really know anyone with Down syndrome. Well, I say didn't really. I mean, I, I didn't know anyone with Down syndrome prior to having our son. You said the same thing. And so how has your perspective towards people with Down syndrome changed since having Allie? Changed a lot. So much. Because before when you see someone with Down syndrome, you feel like they're helpless and they cannot do much. But now I, I know that just given like the proper opportunity and uh, motivation, they will, they will do their best in everything. And, you know, and now I understand them more and I want to give more actually. I want to give back, not just to Ali, but to all, you know, the little children with Down syndrome. And this is actually why I'm pursuing my master's degree in speech therapy, because I want to help them. I want to help them succeed, you know, in my own little way. Yeah, that's good. And congratulations on pursuing your master's. That's really awesome. Thank you. All right. So very last question. And you already said this in a way in the video that we did. Again, I really want to encourage everybody to check out that video. You can find it on the show notes to this episode. You can find the uh, To The Next Me video that we released on World Down Syndrome Day that Hope Story released. And so what would you tell a parent whose child has just been diagnosed with Down Syndrome? First, I'll tell them to love them like they would love their child without Down syndrome. You know, it's their own child too. Might be a little hard to accept in the beginning, but it will be okay. It definitely will be okay. There's going to be a lot of people who will love your child and there will be a lot of love that she's gonna, she or he is going to give back to you. I'll encourage them to be brave and be an advocate for their child and I'll encourage them to give them opportunities like um, taking them to swimming lessons and bringing them wherever you would take your child, your typical child to. You just take your other child with you as well. You know, include them in everything. If you show them that you believe in them, they will be very, very motivated to do it. I've seen, we've seen it in Ali. We've seen it in her and. You're going to be just so proud of your child. It's going to be a little scary going through it, but you also enjoy it at the same time. And it's okay to be scared. You know, it's okay to be scared, but we don't want to be scared forever. You know, you don't want to stay there. You want to be brave for your child. That's really good. Thank you for sharing that. And thank you for being a hope advocate. For those listening who don't know what a hope advocate is, a hope advocate is a mom or a dad of a child with Down syndrome, one year old or older, who lives in the United States that basically signs up and says, Hey, I want to be a resource to families in my community, to my medical professional. You know, I want to, I want to be a source of hope for new families. And so Cynthia is one of our hope advocates. And, you know, I hope that one day Cynthia gets a phone call. And it's a new parent on the other end of the phone and and that she can tell them what she just told you about raising a child with Down syndrome. And so if you're out there listening and you're a parent of a child with Down syndrome who's one year old or older and you live in the United States, you know, I'd love to invite you to become a Hope Advocate. You can do that by going to hopestory.org and clicking on existing parent and uh, you can sign up right there. Cynthia, thank you so much for sharing some of your story. Thank you for being a great mom. Thank you for being a hope advocate and being our friend. 
We're just so thankful for you. Thanks for being on the Hope Story podcast. Thank you so much. It definitely is my pleasure. All right. Well, to everyone else listening, thank you for tuning in. And we will talk to you soon on a future episode of the Hope Story podcast. Thank you for listening to the Hope Story podcast. On our website at hopestory.org, you can find this episode's show notes, subscribe to our email list, and learn about how Hope Story is working to connect every OBGYN in America to a family raising a child with Down syndrome through our Hope Advocate process. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please be sure to leave us a review on iTunes and subscribe to our podcast. We'll be back soon with another episode of the Hope Story podcast.